G'day Snowy's family, welcome to the Snowy's Camping Show. You're here with Ben and Lauren, how are you Lauren? I am really good. Yeah, we're, so we're talking about staying powered up camping for mm-hmm. beginners, mm-hmm. which is quite relevant to your weekend that's it just is. gone, right? Yes, my partner is an electrician and a solar installer, is a bit of a 12-volt geek, I suppose you could say. Um, so we spent the weekend, or I should say he spent the weekend and I was his offsider slash assistant, um, building an off-grid setup on a transportable house that's going to be moved to a bush block somewhere. Wow, that's yeah. cool. That must have been a bit of fun. So It was fun. You, you, probably, you could probably go super detailed here and technical uh, and if you don't know the answer you obviously you know someone who does but yes. I think we're going to well we do want to try and keep this pretty simple today right for someone who wants to run a fridge when they're camping mm-hmm. and they've heard about solar they've heard about batteries mm-hmm. and people have called before I think you've taken phone calls you know customer yeah, service l- before people just saying just tell me what I need to buy and I'll just buy that. That's right. And you can't, we can't just tell you what you need to buy um, and, and have people just buy that. Uh, it's, it, it can be really challenging to provide that information over the phone, especially to people who, who aren't really 100% sure what they're talking about or confident with the whole concept. Uh, so basically, I guess we're just going to run through a couple of the different factors if you are considering wanting a 12-volt system. Um what you need to take into consideration and what the f- sort of first steps are in considering that. Okay, so I'm going to rack your brain a bit here and let you answer most of the details. And if, if I hear you getting too technical, I'm going to pull you back. Okay. All right, <laughs> let's keep it simple. But I, I've i got a reasonable understanding, not quite as much as you, of mm-hmm. a 12-volt setup. Now, I've got a, a, just a, a basic auxiliary battery setup in my car mm-hmm. with a fridge and I run some fridge and lights. That's pretty much all I do and charge mm-hmm. a few um, mobile phones and that sort of thing. Yep. And I've got a 200-watt folded sort of portable solar panel. Mm-hmm. That's my setup. I love it. keeps me going no matter where I'm camping. Mm-hmm. But I do like to use when I'm trying to explain to other people. Your water tank analogy. My water tank analogy. Yeah, yeah. I love it, right? It's I, awesome. Look, I, I won't take credit for it. I'm pretty sure I got it from a, another, a previous, uh, in, someone I worked with, with Snowy's going way back. Okay. But the, the basic idea is that the water tank is your battery, right? We've got a portable pack sitting in front of us here. So let's just call that a water tank, mm-hmm. okay? Now, to fill that water tank up, we, we can't run a sprinkler, right, until we fill the water tank up. Mm-hmm. So we need to fill it up. Mm-hmm. So the rain is going to fill the water tank up. Mm-hmm. And then we can run a sprinkler off it. So we plug a hose in, we turn the sprinkler on. We turn mm-hmm. the sprinkler on, the level of water in the water tank goes down, mm-hmm. right? And if we don't get more rain, the water runs out. So mm-hmm. we need rain to come down to top the tank back up again. Mm-hmm. If we've got the same amount of rain going into the tank that the sprinkler's using going out of the tank, the level stays the same. Mm-hmm. If the sprinkler's on full but it's only just drizzling, then the tank's starting to empty out. If we've got heavy downpour and the sprinkler's only on low, then the rainwater tank's probably overflowing. Overflowing, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to try and – I think we should try and pull everything back to that analogy of the water tank yeah. thing. Let's not talk about types of batteries or types of water tanks or – yeah, we won't devices. get too technical because yep. there's going to be so many other opportunities in the future to do more of a deep dive on each of those components. Absolutely. Um, and we'll get into that. We yeah, will, yeah. yeah. I mean, our, our producer gave us this topic today and we said we can't really cover all that in, in this episode. Let's break it up and let's be simple to start yep. with. So there's three three scenarios or three elements to this. There's what goes into the tank, there's the tank, and there's the sprinkler. Mm-hmm. Where should we start? Should we start with- I think the- you start with the sprinkler. Start with the sprinkler? Yeah, I think- um, in, in my opinion, I mean, other people might have a, a different perspective on this, but in my opinion, you start with the sprinkler. You start with 
the things that you want to power from your battery and work out then exactly what capacity you're looking at or how much power you're going to need because there's nothing worse than investing in a battery in a solar panel that you're spending a lot of money on that isn't actually going to cover your basic requirements or cover what you're needing it to run and unfortunately that's not an uncommon uh I guess an uncommon call that we get or an uncommon discussion we have with customers that have have done that so first things first is what are you running are you running the most common things would be you, people want to charge their phones, which they do off their their normal starter battery in the car anyway. They also possibly want to run their 12-volt lighting system uh, and also their fridge. They're the three sort of main power requirements. Yep. So working out your power requirements from an amp hour perspective is where you're going to start because essentially what your amp hours are is – how much water you're needing to pull from the rain yeah. tank. And, and if we pull that back to the rainwater thing, the amp hours are the, are the boy, I've got to I guess if you think about them as liters of water, you yeah. know, your amp hours are liters of water ultimately. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. if your water tank has a thousand liters of water and you are needing 600 liters of water to run your sprinkler, For, yep. then that sort of ha- You need 600 liters of water in the tank to get through the day yeah essentially that's right and then you can go further on that um in terms of the kind of water tank you have and 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 stuff like that which will also be a factor but the very first start is working out what your power consumption is of your units okay yeah. So most people are going to have run a fridge and some lights. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I run. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if people are using inverters and that sort of thing, it gets quite complicated mm-hmm. and you do really need to do the maths. I will just uh, quickly mention we do have a, a blog article on this that kind of covers the maths that you need to work that out. Now, it's not overly complicated. It's just volts, amps, and watts. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I say it's not overly complicated, but it, it can get a little confusing when you start out understanding, in particular, amp hours and amps. It's kind of yeah, it's the same, same but different. In the a way. maths itself isn't confusing necessarily, yeah, because that's simple. It's more just working out what the actual numerical values are of the components that you need. It's not yep. the physical sum. Yep. Yeah, but let's leave that out for now. We'll leave it out um, for now. So we know we've got, uh, say, so we've got a sprinkler, and we're running water into our wash basin. For mm-hmm. the for the for the day, our sprinklers running for four hours, and it uses one liter an hour. It's mm-hmm. a very efficient sprinkler. Very efficient sprinkler. <laughs> <laughs> and we need an hour. Uh, we need a, a liter for our our wash basin. So mm-hmm. we, that's the whole day. So we need five liters, and so we've got a ten liter tank. That's right? essentially how it works. Yeah. And all the appliances that you want to run off your system, they will have an average input requirement as part of their specifications. So don't be stressed or overwhelmed about how you're going to work that out because it will actually be written there. Mm -hmm. The only reason, and and that generally is good enough for you to use on on average to work out how many litres or amp hours you need. The only reason why that may get a bit more in depth, especially when we're talking about fridges, is if you're intending to run the fridge in a vastly different way to the 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 um the testing environment or how they work out that average. So I think a lot of fridges yep. will say, 
ambient temperature, 25 degrees outside, your fridge is running at four degrees, for example, and then that will give the specs. If you are going to be in 40 degrees plus in the outback and you're trying to run your fridge at minus 16, then you'll have a different amp outage. But I think that's extreme. Like I think a lot of people who are camping are not going to necessarily be in those conditions. So it's okay to work off that average. I reckon you're getting pretty technical there for some people starting to get confused, but that's okay. Um, (laughs) But let's go back to our water tank. So we've got a 10 litre water tank. Mm -hmm. We need five litres a day to Mm -hmm. run the sprinkler for four hours and top up our wash basin. Mm -hmm. So by the end of the day, our tank's half empty. Mm -hmm. So without going into the technicalities of depth of discharge of a battery, let's just assume we can use all 10 litres of water in that tank. Mm -hmm. We've got another day's worth of water left before we're out of power, right? So if we're camped for four days, Mm -hmm. we've only got half that water supply for for half our stay. Yeah. So we're going to need to put water in. back in the tank. So yep. hopefully, which is it, then where your solar panels come in. Rains, but in in the in the scenario of a of a, a battery in a car, mm-hmm. it's solar or charging from the vehicle. Right. That's right. So. Ultimately, as well, when we're talking about that water tank and rain analogy, which really simplifies it. After you've worked out what your water requirements are or your power consumptions are, then you would choose your battery. And not just then would you need to look at your lithium versus your lead acid battery types. Don't get too technical. I won't, which will be in another episode. The other element to your battery is whether or not you want an auxiliary battery system, which is a secondary battery that's fixed in your vehicle. Under or the bonnet, usually under the bonnet. Usually under the bonnet or if you want a portable battery or a portable power pack or portable power station or something like that, which means exactly that. It's portable. You can take it around with you, carry it around with you. So once you've sort of worked that out, the reasons, I guess the, the positives and the negatives of both would be that um, if you a lot of people maybe camp with their vehicle, but in instances where you can't camp with your vehicle, it does give you flexibility to have a portable power pack. Portable power packs can also be set up in your car to charge whilst you drive, like an auxiliary battery. Mm-hmm. So I think portable pa- portable power packs or portable batteries maybe would be a more popular choice because it does give you a bit more flexibility. You can move your fridge into the tent and power it while it's in the tent if you like. That's right. Whereas if, if you're relying on your fridge being plugged into your car, then the fridge has got to stay, stay in, in, in the car, car. Which, which suits me, but yep. some people might like to be a bit more flexible. Yeah, or people, you know, with caravans or RVs or things like that, that's where the in-house battery system does benefit for it's sure. It's more plug and play, isn't it? It is yeah. a bit more plug and play, yeah. yeah. So we've got the battery in the middle. We're not going to go into the technicalities of the battery, but mm-hmm. we need a battery in the system, right, because mm-hmm. we need to charge it, as I mentioned before, from solar or the vehicle. Now, we can't just plug the fridge straight into a solar panel or straight into our car's yeah. alternator. There's got to be something in the middle, which is our rainwater tank, yeah. to hold that power, to hold that water. You can't plug your sprinkler into the rain. Mm. It doesn't work. You can't. No. You, you, need to, <laughs> you need to store it and then use the power. Yeah. So you've got to have a battery in the system. And that mm. is a common question for people who are just starting out, like, can I just plug my solar panel straight into my yeah, fridge? Yeah, of course. There are some fridges who have some variations on that with a built-in battery, but yep. you need a battery somewhere in the system to hold that power. So to top up the the rain, let's go back to our rainwater tank thing, the rain Mm -hmm. to top it back up. If we're talking about batteries, that's solar or vehicle right now. There's two ways to charge it. Now, the vehicle charging bugs me a bit 
if you're staying stationary. Mm-hmm. If you're driving every day, you set up camp, um, pack up camp the next morning, drive to the next camp, set up, and you're driving each you're day. You're driving regularly. You don't need to have a solar panel because mm-hmm. your vehicle will charge the battery enough generally mm-hmm. to ch- to keep that fridge running overnight. Also, you may get away just if you're doing short trips as well where you're only going away for a weekend, depending on the capacity of your battery, you may not need a solar panel. You know, that battery might actually get you through your power requirements for the yeah, weekend. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm. So you don't have to have a solar panel to start off with. Now, we haven't actually touched on auxiliary versus starter battery in your car, have we? I don't know if that's a good idea now, but it is. Yeah. We, we won't go into detail into that now, but it's not a good idea to run your fridge off your starter battery mm-hmm. because it doesn't, the, the makeup of that battery is different than an auxiliary battery and how it runs the device. Definitely. And you'll flatten your starter battery really quick. You won't be able to start your car. So yeah. rely on it while you're driving, but when you're stationary, you don't want to don't be using want to that rely battery. On it at all. Otherwise, that, you'll be there for a lot longer than you right. planned. And we won't go into details onto that. Why just now keep mm-hmm. an eye out for a future episode uh, mm-hmm. and we'll run into detail on that one. But an auxiliary battery, which is the second battery under the bonnet or the portable one you mentioned before, yep. is a better idea. It's a different type of battery designed to run appliances. Yeah. So charging from the vehicle or solar. Now, I mentioned before, you can't just plug your solar panel straight into your fridge, but solar can be expensive. But mm-hmm. I, someone said to me, when I got my solar panel, buy once, buy right. Now, do I need a 100%. solar panel? How big do I need it? I don't want to put too much power in my battery. Now, to try and keep it simple, I'm going to try not to get too technical here as well, but basically the solar panel harnesses the sun's power and that goes through some sort of voltage regulation device, like mm-hmm. a solar controller or a DC-DC charger, yeah. and then it brings that down to a safe voltage to charge the battery. That's right. And that regulator will either be a component of the solar panel or a component of the portable power pack that you've got. So some portable yeah. some portable power packs have them built in. This one in front of us here has actually got a built-in MPP That's right. TU controller. Yep. So. The solar panel you choose, the reason why you go sprinkler, water tank, rain is because each of those steps needs the information of the step before. You can't choose your battery without knowing what your sprinkler is going to do and you can't choose your solar panels without knowing what your water tank is, yep. essentially. I can again technical again. <laughs> but you're right, we do – there are things you need to think of. Mm-hmm. We'll describe why when we decide to get more technical on these things. Yeah. But – a solar panel is a good idea, but I think the most common question is how big a solar panel do I need, right? And yes. I'm going to make up an analogy on the spot here and say, go back to our rainwater tank mm-hmm. analogy. Um, so we've got the tank is attached to a small house, right? And it rains and that small amount of roof space tops up the tank a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you, And then it's regulated. Let me take a step back there. I'm trying to make this up on the spot. But okay. you, you've got a small roof area collecting rain that goes through a funnel and it feeds rain into the tank at a at the same rate no matter mm-hmm. how much rain falls on that roof. Mm-hmm. If you've got a big house, right, and a big roof area, mm-hmm. it's collecting more rain and you've got more kind of power going into that regulator mm-hmm. for, for longer yeah. because you've got more more sort of catchment area. Yeah. So my buy once, buy right analogy is to buy as big a solar panel as yeah. you can first up. So I, I run a 200-watt solar panel mm-hmm. and that gives me all the power I need right up to late in the day when sol- when the, the sun gets really low because they're not efficient. Are they? They're 20% efficient, a solar panel, roughly. Yeah. So you you never get, like, if you've got a 200 watt solar panel, you're not going to get the full 200 watts out of it. 
No, where the, it, mine says 11 amps, but in yeah. reality it's more like between four and nine amps is what I'm The only other thing I'll mention, though, Ben, is that whole like buy once, buy right is definitely true, but people are also limited by your budget as well. Yep. If you can't get a 200-watt solar panel, if you can't afford it, if your budget's not quite stretching, but you really do need to get your setup running, getting something like a 120-watt solar panel isn't the end of the world. It will give you what you need, you know, sort of temporarily. You can always get another one. You know, there's no reason why you can't add more solar panels to your system. Okay. So if you're not able to get a really large wattage solar panel first off, don't stress because there are ways of of adding to that down the track. Yeah, that's a good point because you could have a flexible system with a fixed solar panel somewhere and then a portable one somewhere else, can't you? So yep. you, can, you can always have yep. a certain level of charge going into the battery. That's so, right. But advising on what to do, there's kind of a – it's a bigger topic, isn't it? That yes, we, it we is a bigger topic. On. It's just more so I think the point of me wanting to make that was not necessarily to be technical but – more to just maybe acknowledge the fact that there may be people who do really want to get started in 12 volt but don't are worried about the the cost of that being a limiting factor um and don't be turned away by that because there there is ways that you can build your system up without necessarily having to go you know the whole shebang yeah, straight off the back cuz it's not cheap is it to get it's all not, of these no, all these not. things it's not cheap to set yeah. it up but it is it does change the way you camp. I think if you can afford it, um, then you know try and get into it sooner than later, yeah. and kind of I guess have a progressive plan on how you're going to set it up in the future because yeah. things can always change. You can always ladder your setup yeah. ultimately. So, so I think we've covered off on everything. But the basics are: you need to have a battery in the system yep. to run the appliances you want to run, and yep. you need some way to top that battery up, and that could be the vehicle or sort of in the, in the best scenario, a, a good solar panel. Yeah. So that's the basics on, on what you need. Yeah, they are the basics we for sure. Have you ever got anything basic to add for, for those? <laughs> I, know, no, I know you've I got a page full of notes know, from your partner got, there that, that we'll, we'll dig into later. But um, I think that covers off the basics on what people need to know yeah. if they're just getting into it. Yeah, and I think, you know, the water tank analogy is a really great one. So sprinkler, water tank, rain, appliances, battery, solar slash charging. Um, and then if you do need help beyond that, you can always give us a call. You know, if yeah. you're like, oh, okay, I've worked out what my, you know, water requirements are or what my power requirements are, or even if you're not a hundred percent sure, we can, we'll always do our best to help you out. Um, and, but if at any stage you're still not sure, give us a call, but it's just give us a call with some information to start with, because it's very difficult to be without any, any information. Yep. About your setup or what you've got going on, it's really hard to provide advice. Just what's your end goal? What do you want to? What, what are you trying to achieve? Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, we do have an article. I think I mentioned it earlier, but we do have an article on the Snowy's blog that covers that and some of the maths. So yeah. we'll put the link in the show notes below if you want to have a read of that. Probably give you a bit of time to get your head around how it all works, and we will cover off on some of the deeper topics that you've got notes scribbled. I do uh, have notes. What have we got? Like in a future episode. Yeah, more specifics about batteries it's, and solar. We could go pretty deep. And, yeah, there, we yeah. can go quite but, deep. But we'll do that in the future. But I think we've covered off on everything for today. So hopefully that helps you out on your 12-volt solar journey yeah. um, to help you sort of set your camps. Start camp, thinking start, a bit more about, about yep. maybe, the yeah, start thinking a bit more about it. Yeah. Um, but you can obviously um, check out our show notes 
and subscribe as well so you don't miss any of the future podcasts that we're going to do to yep, cover this episode. We, we promised you, so hopefully our producer's taking some notes. That's right. <laughs> and we'd also love for you to get onto our Facebook group and uh, make some comments or even just ask some questions because the information that you're giving us based on this podcast through that group will really help us to formulate the information that we can provide for you in the future. So please get involved in that on our yep. Facebook group. And yeah, subscribe, tune in to the Snowy's Camping Show on your favorite podcast platform, wherever that may be. Awesome. That's it for today. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, Thanks guys. We'll see you next time.